Lord, Lord Jesus, uh, we're grateful, Lord, for the jobs that you give us, the health that you've given us, Father. We ask, Lord, that um, during difficult times, Lord, you've always provided, and and we've always uh, been benefactors of that, Lord. And we just ask, Lord, that we never take for granted everything that you give us, everything that you show us. Uh, we will never outwin you, Lord, in giving. We ask, Father, that you just... Uh, bless these tithes and these offerings and multiply them, Lord, for this ministry. Uh, we ask that you uh, continue to bless the vision of this ministry, Lord, and just continue to help us. We also ask, Lord, for the work uh, this evening, Lord, that it uh, meet the needs of your people, Lord, and that we can receive a uh, word from you, Lord. Uh, put away all distractions, Lord, and just be able to receive from you this evening. We ask this all in your precious and holy name. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 God bless everyone, brothers and sisters. I'm going to ask uh, the band, you guys can uh, go ahead and step down, and then also the classes are dismissed this evening. Praise the Lord. Praise God. God is good. Amen. God is faithful and merciful and loving. A lot of people can't understand God's love because of just circumstances of this world and things that we see. Um, the world is getting further and further from the things of God. Evil is accelerating itself in all the factors. It's easier now, it's faster than ever only get faster. We must find a way to find our voice and things that are righteous. Um, support those that are righteous. Um, and just continue following God. Amen? Because the days are evil. Uh, and let's not fall asleep at that. As parents, we can't fall asleep to that. I saw, uh, I saw a young lady today um, on a post that was talking to somebody from another country and the individual was trying to understand why there's so much tension here in America. Um, and he was from another country, from Europe, and he uh, just asked her a simple question and, um, and she, you know, started talking about some of her beliefs and things that she uh, felt, um, you know, were important. And he, he just asked, a, you know, a question you know, why do you believe that way? Why do you believe, you know, in abortion? Um, and, you know, could have taken it a very simple route, but I guess she got offended by the question and says, because I want to eat babies. I want to eat babies when they're born. And smiled. And, and that gentleman was like, I don't think you really mean that, but why are you, you know, saying something so cruel? And it's because we're living in days where, this evil spirit is going to overtake everything around us. And shameful things will be said and done. And uh, that's been a, uh, a comment that's been made by uh, a lot of people to, to try to justify uh, uh, a woman having an abortion. They said, ah, we're tired of saying it's her decision. Now we'll just we'll make a mockery of it and say it's because we want to eat the baby. And they, th they think that that's a better reason. Estamos viviendo, hermanos, en tiempos bien peligrosos. 
el pecado uh, es, es bien feo ahorita y se está acelerando más y más y tenemos que tener cuidado y tenemos que uh, velar en nuestras casas y entender que nuestros hijos y, y que cosas entran en nuestras casas que debemos uh, estar listos para orar y proteger uh, no se debe dormir uh, en estas cosas uh, y, y también es importante soportar y tener un voz en las cosas de justicia y no estar temoroso de decir algo de las cosas de justicia uh, todavía tenemos esa libertad y debemos usarlo we should use that liberty that we have to speak of things that are righteous amen Uh, the title of tonight's message is Running From You. Um, and we could take that a lot of different ways. When I read it, when I saw it up here, we can instantly take it running from God. But I'd like for us to think about how sometimes we run from ourselves in situations. We run from ourselves in fixing things. We run from ourselves when God's telling us something. We don't want to hear something. We rather run from what that is and keep what we have. Uh, el, el título de esta noche es Corriendo de Ti. Uh, se pu puede confundir eso con Corriendo de Dios, pero yo estoy hablando de Corriendo de sí mismo, de, de ti mismo. Uh, yo creo que es algo importante porque hay muchas veces que sabemos que debemos cambiar algo, que debemos hacer algo en nuestras vidas y corremos. No cambiamos algo. Uh, hay, hay personas que que cambian trabajos cada, cada semana, porque no quieren cambiar, corren para otro trabajo. En matrimonios hay, hay personas que se casan muchas veces, no quieren cambiar, por eso están siempre uh, cambiando uh, maridos. Uh, you know, brothers and sisters, there's a lot of times we don't, we don't want to change things, we rather run from things. And I think it's critical to understand Uh, what God tries to tell us and how important it is to buckle up the seatbelt when there's turbulence. When the word gets tight, when the word gets hard, when God is speaking to you directly, how important it is to, to stand still and listen to what God's going to tell you. Because it can have a major impact in your life. Amen. Not in just your moment, but in your life. Life decisions, we call these. And there's people that are so used to just changing jobs, they think it's the job, but it's them. There's people that are just constantly changing marriages. They think it's the marriage, but it's this them. And God wants to speak to us in this ever-changing type of mindset that we have. Sometimes we've got to just stand still and hear him. Hear him clearly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I wrote this uh, about a year ago, uh, the title, and uh, I, I've mentioned before that there's times that I'm, Uh, driving or traveling and God will just give me a title and I have to write something to it so I remember because sometimes I have some titles on there and I'm like what in the world was I thinking there bug on the windshield or you know I don't know what that would have meant at that time maybe a bug hit the windshield but um, and I put on here a study on relationships start with accepting change before those around you we've talked a little bit about that that it's it's important for us to accept changes inside of us before we have expectations for those around us Amen. very common uh, I, I, I started thinking and meditating a little bit in the Bible the Bible has a lot of examples and, 
and I started thinking of a lot more examples after these two, but, you know, King Saul came to me as an individual that really ran from, from himself. Uh, and it was a very unique situ- situation, if you guys remember King Saul. Uh, you know, King Saul, and I've mentioned this before, and a lot of people didn't know this. I didn't know this, but King Saul was an appointed king by the people. See, God didn't want to have a king in Israel because God was king of Israel. But the people of Israel looked around and they saw that all these other countries had kings. And they said, we need to have a king. We want to have a king. You have the king of kings, but you still want to have a king, these people were saying. So they deliberated with with, uh, Samuel and and talked and talked and talked and, and finally... You know, uh, Samuel anointed uh, Saul a prince. But the people still pushed and pushed and pushed for it. And uh, it, it, it states here um, that the tribal elders apparently felt that the appointment of a king was a historical necessity. They felt it was a historical necessity to have a king. You see, this shows a little bit of the separation from the people to what, who God was in their lives. You can never forget that we don't need anything but Jesus. We've got to understand that when we, when we have a, a, a sense of, uh, of, uh, of Jesus as being all things, there's a peace in us. There's a completion in us. Hallelujah. When it's not that, then, then there's an anxiety. There's a, a worry. There's, there's uh, a, a constant search for something void. Hermanos, muchas veces... Uh, estamos buscando algo y ya lo tenemos en Cristo. We're looking for something we have it in Christ already. La Biblia habla de un rey que se llamaba Saúl. Y era una persona que estaba corriendo siempre de, de sí mismo. ¿Es sí mismo? Or? No, es porque él no estaba escogido de Dios, estaba escogido de la gente. La gente quería un rey. Y Dios lo dio, lo dio un rey, pero puedes ver cómo vivió Saúl que no era el rey que quería Dios. Dios escogió David, Amen. pero no Saúl. Podemos ver los problemas que tuvo Saúl. Tuvo la oportunidad de ser uh, un rey del pueblo de Dios y tener la ayuda de, de Dios, pero escogió su corazón you know, King Saul had an opportunity to be uh, the king of the people of God. Amen. What a powerful moment for him. But he chose to listen to his own heart to do what he felt was right. To please the people over pleasing God. Right. And when he got those famous words that he was going to be replaced, then he decided to run from himself instead of accept what had been said. How many of us are are running from something that God has already said is not accepted by him or there's no way that we, you know, can change his mind on this through the Bible? There's some things that we've got to just stop and, and, and accept these things for as God has written them. Amen. Amen. 
The moment we can start doing that is the moment that we start to see mercy too. We start to see him work. But if we're constantly running from something that we know, God has asked us to change or fix. Todos nosotros estamos corriendo, hermanos, de cosas que necesitamos apararnos y nomás oír la palabra de Dios y aceptarlo y, y cambiar y, y saber que necesitamos cambiar esas cosas para que Dios puede cumplir las oraciones, las peticiones que tenemos. Seems real simple. Seems real simple just to say, okay, God, what, what, what is it in me that I need to change, that I need to fix? Because you know my needs. But it gets scrambled up with a lot of things that happen, a lot of confusions that happen. The emotions, the feelings that come over us, the thoughts and opinions that come over us. There's a lot of, th a lot of thoughts and opinions in today's society. And a lot of them are baseless. A lot of them are just opinions without facts, without knowledge. As I mentioned before, when we were going through this pandemic, we had uh, all new doctors. We had all you know, new physicians, nutritionists, people that never went to school for any of those, but they were giving advice like they, like they did. We had scientists here in the church. We have lawyers, social lawyers, politicians. We have presidents and senators and, and uh, congressmen here. We became so many things because of the influence of what everything was around us. The one thing we must be experts of is what's written. Because what's written is going to take us to what's been established for us. We're so influenced. We're so pushed and, and pushed into a direction of opinion. Another individual that I thought of that, that definitely ran for himself was, was Judas. Think about Judas a little bit. You know, Judas walked with Jesus. I mean, can you imagine this, that you get an opportunity to be in his presence? And that's why I'm telling you that don't, don't, get, it, don't get it mixed up. Don't get it mixed up. The, the best example uh, that I've always thought in the Bible is, you know, you know Jesus yells, who touched me, right? And, and, the, and, the, and the disciples tell him, Lord, what do you mean who touched you? You're in a crowd of people. And, and so you can be touching God and nothing happens to you. No, he says, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying somebody touched me and pulled power out. And there's a difference between being in the presence of God and touching God with an intent Amen. to change. Amen. And so we see Judas there, and he's seeing the miracles, and, and, and you would think he'd be a believer, right? He saw it. He saw the lame healed and walking, the blind seeing. He saw the miracles of the 5,000 fed. You got to believe he's a believer, right? But yet, he turns in Christ. And you got to believe that Jesus was telling, telling messages that were just like, they're, they're probably not even written. Can you imagine the messages around the fire here from Jesus? You know, we get some messages from Jesus sometimes here, and we're like, man, how is he speaking to me right now when I'm going through? Can you imagine how Jesus was still trying to work with Judas at times and things? And what was Judas doing? Just running from him. No fault in this man. 
and I'm going to turn them in to die. And Judas ran to a point, like Saul did too, where his life didn't matter anymore. And, and, there, and, and there's stages of sin where your life won't matter to you anymore. Otro ejemplo en la Biblia que hablamos aquí es de Judas. Judas era otra persona que corrió de sí mismo. No quería aceptar. Tenía el ejemplo ahí enfrente de él, Jesús. Tenía la palabra viva ahí enfrente de él, Jesús. Y decidió correr y no cambiar. What is this? What, what, what is this... Uh, this thing that is in us that makes, you know, we justify things. We justify reasons that we don't change. We justify, you know, a reason that we might not, or we feel we handicap ourselves. Right. Oh, you don't understand. I've been through this. I've seen this. I didn't have this. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where Jesus says any of those things matter to his power and what he can do. There's no excuse that we can bring to Jesus that he can't just look at you and say, and that's why another powerful uh, example that's in the Bible is when he sees a man at the steps. And he says, do you want to be healed? Why is that? I mean, you would think that the guy's like saying, I, I come here all the time when the miracle and the angels pass the waters and there's healing that happens in these waters. And you're going to ask me, Lord, if I want to be healed? I mean, it, it seems kind of like a, 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 you know, not a very good question, but. That's a question that needs to be asked. Do you want to change? Because some of us, we've handicapped ourselves that it, it, it just feels good to not change because we know the work that it takes to change. Right. And we can all say here and, and, and be politically correct in this and say, well, right, come on, brother. Of course we all want to change. But it takes the work to change. can't choose to run from the changes that needs to happen. You've got to confront it. You've got to be courageous to sometimes go back to these moments and find the root of it. Amen. And when you can find the root of something, and I tell you one thing, you're not by yourself when you're there. God's with you and he's like, man, you finally made it here, didn't you? And we, there it is right there. Look, you, you got the shovel? I got the axe? take this thing out. Amen. Praise the Lord. And you can identify issues. Amen. And you spend the time. Some of us will spend and waste time on things that have nothing eternal to them right. to try to figure out but our salvation Come on. we run from change. Help us God. Amen. Amen. Help us God because we want to be a church of change. We turn to Psalms 147, 3. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Sometimes we find ourselves running because we think we're running from somebody that's going to hurt us. It's got to hurt if it's been exposed. You cannot say that shame is hurt. Shame is what makes you want to change. 
We serve a God that heals. If something's broken, he fixes it. We serve a God that when he sees us running, he says, if you would just stop, you would see what I could do. You could see what I had planned for you. Well, dice la palabra aquí, hermanos, el sana a los que a los que quebrantados de corazón y liga sus heridas. Servimos un Dios, hermanos, que cuando están viendo nosotros corriendo de él, estamos temerosos porque creemos que lo lo va How do you say he's going to hurt us? Dañar? Va a hacer daño a nosotros, pero quiere sanarnos. Librarnos. Pero los mira a nosotros corriendo y dice, no, no, para, para, para. Our God is so loving. It don't matter what kind of shame that you think is pain, but it's just shame that you have. No matter what you've done. We have a God that's a transformer of Amen. lives. Amen. How do we define progress? Do we have standards of how we define progress? Now, I think about that a lot. You know, is, our, is, it, is, is it our standard or not a God standard? Is it how we've been influenced in our opinion and how something changes? Something changes very slow or something changes with a lot of work? I think we find ourselves, and a lot of us, when we were touched by God, we, we dove in. Amen. We remember those and those moments where it was, it was all about God, and it was like God was it. Where, where is that standard today? Is it worn out? Is the, is the light dim? Because if it is, that touch is still there. That fire is still there willing to be given to you. Doesn't matter how you feel, doesn't matter what you're you're going through, your age or any of that, God can restore you new. Amen. And give you a fire again. Amen. If we turn to John 8:32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. The problem is when that truth comes, we find ourselves wanting to run away from it instead of confronting it. Amen. The truth will hurt. But it hurts worse not wanting to change. Amen. It can affect more things instead of stopping and saying, you know what, there's some truth behind that, what was said. Amen. What a beautiful thing as adults that we can teach our children that, to accept the truth when something's said. Amen. Are we teaching our children how to run away from things by building walls around stuff? Or, or setting up excuses to reasons why we are the way we are? I mentioned it before, the best examples my parents ever gave me are when they fell and they got back up. I, if they never would have fallen, how would it, what, what example would I've had? But to see that example, to see them dust themselves off, to see them love, 
What an example. Amen. But the truth, the truth is something we will always find in God. Sometimes we don't want the truth that he speaks. Sometimes everything that we're seeing has already been written. It's already been planned. We can't think that's a different story ending when we've read the story ending. But we must prepare ourselves. We must prepare ourselves in these things. I think about those moments where I heard God's word and, and, and I didn't want to accept it. I think about those moments where I knew it was being thrown at me and I didn't want to accept it. Something t overtakes and a thought comes over. A family comes over. God, you've been so good. Amen. God, you've been so faithful. Amen. People that I know have had problems. People that I know have had challenges. But you have been merciful. Amen. You've never done me wrong. The world has done me wrong. The world has its in God we trust. And I've got to separate my God from the world, the God of the world. I know you are sovereign over all things. Amen. Psalms 51, 6 reads. Psalms 51, 6 reads, Behold, Thou desireth the truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Brothers and sisters, a lot of the times we, we find ourselves needing that communication with God to search us deep within. Amen. Before it's too late. Before we lose hope, before our flame goes out, the balance has to be clear. It has to be more on a focus of God than anything. That must overtake anything. If we have too much balance on something else, then we're being pulled away from God. We start to forget things that were critical in our walk with God. You don't want to forget things that are critical. You don't want to forget things that are critical. When you forget things that are critical, then we give room to the devil. Amen. Why am I feeling like this? I haven't felt like this in years. Why am I thinking this way? I haven't thought like this in years. Why do I feel this and I've always done, I've lived this way, but now I'm feeling this way? But slowly we're going away from the things of God. Necesitamos a pedir, hermanos, que Dios trabaja dentro de nosotros. En las cosas profundas dentro de nosotros. nosotros. Hay cosas que nadie sabe y a veces ni sabemos nosotros. Pero la oración siempre debe ser Dios. Como dice aquí, he aquí tú amas la verdad en lo íntimo y en el secreto me has hecho comprender sabiduría. Lo que está dentro de mí, Dios. Cambia. Cambia lo que está dentro de mí, Dios. 
Yo no quiero pensar que estoy bien cuando estoy bien mal. Yo no quiero pensar que me va a ir todo bien cuando es la plan del enemigo. Yo quiero serte fiel, Dios. I want to be faithful to you, God. I want to find ways of, of, of getting closer to you. I want to improve in ways, God. I've given too much to this. I've been pulled too much this way. I need a recalibration of my spirit. I need to set things neutral again. I find myself that I'm going too much away that's away from you. I want to come to you again, God. Help me to do these things. Jeremiah 30, 17. For I will restore the health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. Because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Now, brothers and sisters, we run at times. Because at first we don't know who we're running from. Just like Adam and Eve hid. They didn't know why they were hiding. They just hid. They weren't in times like today. They just, they, they were hiding. There was something not right. When God called their name, something had been revealed to them. Sometimes we run because we fully don't understand how merciful God is. Amen. Sometimes we run because we just, we might not believe that he can do it. Sometimes we run because of the shame. It's beautiful when we stop and we run to him. Amen. Amen. It's beautiful when we come to that point where we're just tired of running. I'm tired. It's been all these years and there's still that thing. We've talked about that thing. That thing that was at the beginning that we ran with. There's people in the desert for 40 years that carried something. They carried something for 40 years that did not allow them to enter into the promised land. I started thinking Moses was the person that ran. He ran. God told him to talk to the people. He hit the rock. He had some internal issues that he was struggling with. We see these things. The beautiful thing is, is that Moses corrects himself and, and the people, not all the people, but another generation enters the promised land. I want to see these blessings for my family. Amen. Amen. I want to partake in them with them. Amen. I want to stop running. Amen. I want to fix things that are critical. Help me, God, to see these things. So are we setting a standard to our progress ourselves, or are we trying to follow what God has recommended and changed for us? How many, do, we, do we find ourselves that an excuse is easier than, than change? Do we find ourselves that thinking of, of a, reason, a, a reason why we haven't done it is easier than actually putting the work to do it? God, help me, strengthen me, God, correct me, Amen. show me, Father. Amen. 
it's too, it's too important. These days are too important. These days are, are too critical for me just to fall asleep at the wheel and, and not know where I end up, what path I'm walking through. Your word is light to my path. Help me, God, to see you in these things. Amen. Amen. If we turn to Psalms 142. Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Brothers and sisters, we see David here. We've read about David. We've talked about David. David experienced a lot of early heartache. I love the fact that God put David in the Bible because David eliminates excuses at times. David wasn't picked by his father to even meet the prophet. Samuel asked him, where are your sons at? He asked all his sons to come but David. How would you like that? How would you like to find out you walk in the house and you weren't even considered something that was asked for all the sons? David had issues. David had internal issues. And you can see by how he writes in his psalms, and he writes how God has taken him out of these struggles, Amen. that God healed him of these struggles. David had abandonment issues. But he didn't run from them. He ran to God in them. And you can see the tremendous things that God did in his life. Amen. But it doesn't mean that he was perfect. It doesn't mean that he didn't have his faults. But it meant he knew who to go to when those faults came. Un ejemplo de David, sabiendo aquí que escribió mucho de los salmos, podemos oír mucho uh, esa palabra, sentimiento, mucho sentir en, en las palabras que escribió aquí. Porque puedes ver que David sufrió mucho creciendo. Vemos un ejemplo en la Biblia donde el profeta Samuel le dice a su padre, ¿Dónde están todos tus hijos? Los quiero ver. Y lo dice su padre, todos los hijos que vengan a la casa, no, no, a, no más no a David. No consideró David. Entrando en casa y oyendo que quería a todos los hijos y no te llamaron a ti, ¿cómo te vas a sentir? Esa nomás era un ejemplo. Yo te he puesto que hay, hay, eran muchas más cosas que pasó. Pero David no corrió de, de el, con el sentimiento, pero habló con Dios. You know, David didn't run with his sentiments, he talked to God on things that were bothering him. And God spoke to him. Could you imagine, could you imagine the starry nights as he was there shepherding? 
seeing the stars that, you know, you, you think it's beautiful sometimes when you're away and then you're in the country, you don't see the lights of the city that just, you know, and you just, man, could you imagine back then just seeing and saying, God, man, you created all this mystery here. You also created me, spoke to me from my mother's womb, called me to do great things. The confidence that was built in the communication with David and God. So it is a great example, <clears throat> but there's times that sometimes we're so, there's something in us that's just not willing to change or break free from. We've decided that it's going to be this way and we will keep on running and running and running until something gives. I want to stop running. Amen. Amen. I want to stop running and I want to start listening to God and, and accepting what God has. And at times it's difficult. At times the medicine doesn't taste well. It doesn't taste well. Amen. At times, you know, the, 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 the therapy is not going to be good. The process is going to hurt. But the outcome is great. Thank God. We've experienced that. We must get back to that and return to that. Amen? Amen. I, think of, I think of Jacob. Jacob was a runner. Guys remember Jacob? Mm -hmm. Jacob was a runner, huh? Would you agree that Jacob was a runner? Yes, sir. You know, Jacob, at, 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 you know, at his birth, tries to pull back his brother. Kind of gave some, can you imagine that? I mean, for them to know that, right? I mean, there was, no, was there a sonogram back there? How did they know that he did that? <laughs> Legendary. A baby grabbing the heel of his brother trying to pull him back. Because I want to be first. Deceives his brother. And runs. There was a physical running that was happening there because his brother was great and mighty and a hunter, but... There was something else that was there, too, that he was running from. He was running from some, some issues that he had established through the years. All the way to where he encounters his brother, you could still see that he, even though he had just fought an angel and fought for his blessing, he's there before his brother. We talked about it. He sends all these things and shows his brother that, you know, he's been successful, that he's there's been, there's been success in his life, and his brother didn't care about any of that. He just cared about his brother. Why are you sending me all this stuff? I just want you. What? I sent this stuff because I did you wrong. I care what you did. God's been good to me. Jacob had to learn a lesson. That fight that he had the night before he met his brother. The guy had selected a new name and a new path for him. Let go of your past, Jacob. Guide my people as Israel. We've got to let go of things, brothers and sisters, Amen. that are holding us back. Amen. If God has called you to lead, if God has called you to direct family and loved ones, then we must do these things Amen. before it's too late. What has changed in that passion with you? What has changed? Is your conversation different now? Or is God in your conversation more and more? Or is it, ah, I've done that enough? It's the example that pastor has given before with the, the miners that were digging and digging and digging and digging on their property. 
They got so tired. They had been digging for years, and they, they were done. They were going to sell the property. We're going to sell. It's a good time to sell this property. And they put the pickaxe in the dirt there, and they leave, and this young couple just comes up, happy as can be, and, oh, my goodness, look, if there's a mine shaft in here. What is this? And they do some exploring, and they're looking in there, and they just grab that pick, and the whole wall of dirt falls, and there's gold. The last pick can sometimes be the one that changes everything. Amen. God knows things about us. God knows things. The Word of God says He'll never give us more than we can handle. We've got to believe that. Amen. You know, we see Moses. God, I can't handle that stuff. I can't, I can't, I can't. Pharaoh, you know, I stutter when I speak. I love that example, too, because, you know, God, you know, and, and, and pastors brought this up before, too, and I love the, when, you know, he asked, you know, his brother Aaron, he's, and God's like, oh, I, I got you, Moses, I got you. you. know what, take your brother with you, he'll speak. Never spoke. Aaron never spoke. Because Mo, Moses spoke with the word of God. And then I like this other example, too, because God was working on Moses, because God works on us. And see, God sees something in you that sometimes you don't see in yourself. And you got to understand that stuff. Sometimes you look uh, in the mirror and you're not seeing what God's seeing in you. But see, you know, Moses has the rod and, and, and uh, Pharaoh's wizards or, or, or sorcerers, they, they throw the snake, they throw sticks and, and they become snakes, right? And, and, and Moses grabs his, you know, the... the Moses has the rod, and the snake devours them. So that's one thing, right, when you see a snake devouring other snakes. But then Moses had to grab the snake to turn it back into a rod. So it's one thing, again, to see a miracle that God has, you know, done for you, and, and it devours these other snakes. It's another thing to handle the snake. And the confidence that Moses had at that time, knowing that, hey, God, you showed up for me in this, in this moment to show people that you're God of, of all things. You are the great I am. Amen. Amen. What are we struggling with? What are we considering a challenge to change? Is it because you don't have support around you? Well, there's tons of people. I mean, we just talked about one of them, David. David didn't have the support around him. He had the support in him. Again, we can, we, can, we can make so many excuses why we don't feel like something. Or we can stop running. Amen. I choose to stop running. Amen. If we turn to Psalms 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of all of them. Muchos son los males del justo, mas de todos ellos lo librará Jehová. There's times that we run because we're afraid. Not afraid of God, but we're afraid of what avoidness could feel in us. Sometimes we're secured by what we've carried. Sometimes we feel we've hoarded things. And thought that that was security for us. 
What am I going to do when I don't have these things? What am I going to do when I, don't, when, I, when I don't have this stuff that I've, I've had all this time? Wow, what a great expectation is to think like, what's God going to do with all that space? What if we started thinking that way? What new things is God going to do in me? I remember there was a message in the youth that God gave me, and it was no vacancy. I was traveling, and there was a time that I was uh, in a country, and it was late at night, and we were looking for a place. And, and of course, back that day, probably more than today, they would always put a, a light out that would say they had no more rooms. And sometimes that's our response to God when God wants to work in us, that we don't have room. That moment we make room moment we have an intention to say, hey, God, we're clearing out some space. Amen. Come Amen. in. Amen. Come inside. Amen. That's when we see the work begin. Amen. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? I'm going to ask the group to pass on up. Our desire is that God speaks to our heart. That God reveals to us things that we've ran from, things that we've struggled in, things that we decided that were not priority at times, but they become priority in our life. Our desire is that we see God differently. Sometimes we, we've seen God in, in religious lenses. But God was for everyone else around us, but not for us. What an example God gave us as him dealing with Pharisees, scribes. It doesn't matter if you know the Bible. It doesn't matter if you can recite the Bible. Amen. If there's still void in us, if there's still evil in us. We want God to work in us. We have a desire for God to be with us. Amen. I don't want to serve God or be in God's presence like Judas was. Or I see all the miracles around me, but the miracle wasn't happening in me. I want to serve God. I want to believe God for his word. Because his word is truth. Amen. His word is life. His love, his love is so great that it will liberate us in all things. Let's pray, brothers and sisters, that God gives us grace tonight. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're so grateful for everything that you do, Jesus. We ask, Lord, that this word, Lord, that you've given us, Lord, that we can put it into practice in our lives, Lord, and understand, Lord, that there's times that we have ran away from certain things. There's messages that have been preached that we just didn't pay attention to, Lord, because it was too hard. <clears throat> it was too hard to change. It was too hard to accept it. Sometimes messages are like seasons, Lord, and, and this could be our season where we, we must accept these things for what's to come. 
We must prepare for the harvest, Lord. See the example right now of all this rain, Lord, but we must prepare for the harvest by planting the seed and taking care of the seed that you've given us. If something separates us, Lord, if something just pulls us away from you, Lord, that we identify it. And then we start to talk to you about it, Father. I'm not talking to you like we've talked before, Lord, but talking to you with action. Talking to you, Lord, with accepting that it's wrong. Not denying that it's wrong. Not excusing why it's wrong. But asking you to take it. Remove it. And fill it up with something that we've been lacking in, Jesus. And only you know that. I ask that my brothers and sisters here, Lord, that their desires to serve you, to get close to you, Lord, are heard tonight, Lord. That their needs, Father, that their hurt is taken from them, Lord. And that you supply them what is needed. Father, you have created us with wisdom, Lord. Father, you have created us with just greatness, Lord, because we are created in your image, Father. We start living this image, Lord, in everything that we do, Lord. We're accountable the day we said we serve you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to get closer to you and further away from things that give us no gain, give our family no gain. What gives our family gain, Lord, is teaching them righteousness. We could give them the world, Lord, but if we don't give them righteousness or introduce them to you, Lord, fully, we've lost, they've lost everything. We could work so hard and just plan everything for them, but if we haven't taken them on this journey with you, Lord, then we've lost everything. Help us to put the work in the right things, Father. The things that honor you, Jesus. I'm so grateful, Lord, for everything that you do. I ask that you just protect us, Lord, and bless us this week. Continue, Lord, blessing the church, Lord, watching over the church, Lord. Lord, it's still, I don't want to take for granted your protection, Lord, and your, and, your, and your grace that you've shown us all these years, Lord. And you're still the same Jesus that spoke to us, Lord today. Speak to the hearts of those that desire to know you. Lift them up from places, Lord, difficult places like you lifted us up. You found us in shameful places, Lord, but you still extended, extended your hand towards us. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your love, Jesus. Bless us, Father, with this, and we ask, Lord, that we leave here with your spirit, Lord, always. In the name of Jesus, we ask this. Amen. And that's the